Welcome to episode 9B of the Angus Beef Bulletin Extra Audio. I'm Lindsay McAnally, and today I'm excited to share some standout stories with you from the latest edition of the Angus Beef Bulletin Extra. Today's show is sponsored by Biozyme. Get your calves in and get them going with the power of VitaCharge Cattle Drench. The green cattle drench supports feed and water intake, the immune system, and digestibility with AOBiotics Amifirm, a prebiotic research proven to enhance digestibility and MOS to help normalize gut microflora and support the immune system. Learn more or find your nearest dealer at www.biozymeinc.com. To begin the episode, here is a story from Certified Angus Beef. Recognized for giving it their all, Nebraska Ranch received CAB Commercial Commitment to Excellence Award by Morgan Becker, Certified Angus Beef. Some progress can be seen replacing old barns with new ones, buying a hydraulic chute, or those first calves after investing in genetics. Other progress is invisible because it happens internally in the way you think. Both are a necessity on the Guide Rock, Nebraska ranch where Troy Anderson manages a commercial Angus herd and a small grower yard. His focus is clear. Maternal cows that thrive in this environment, big calves that will grade premium choice and prime. His approach includes respect for his livestock, people, and land. For all that and more, Anderson Cattle was honored with the 2023 Certified Angus Beef Commercial Commitment to Excellence Award. Troy, son Zane, and parents Roy and Rosemary received the award in September at the CAB Annual Conference in Las Vegas. When Roy first moved to Nebraska in 1963, He found run-down fences, eroded farm ground, and a dream that transformed it with terraces, trees, and new fences. The days were long and the work physically exhausting. Roy and Rosemary balanced raising a family and farming wheat, milo, and silage while gradually growing their herd. There's always been the desire to raise good cattle and do a good job with the cattle we have, Troy says. Over the years, they continued to seek better genetics. Troy looks for targeting the brand logos in bull seal books. Targeting the brand tells me a bull has the genetics to produce a higher percentage of calves that qualify for CAB, Troy says. That's his target, too. It just made sense to build a yard to grow and finish calves at the ranch. Since 2015, Troy has fed and finished home-raised, purchased, or customer cattle in his 850-head feed yard. All are marketed on a quality-based grid. As soon as he gets the carcass data back, he's matching sires to individual progeny carcass values to see if the sires will be used again next breeding season. Data and technology open doors to improvement. We're bottom line driven, Troy says. If we can get an extra $6 per hundred weight, that's $50 to $68 a head. That can be the difference between making money or not on a set of calves, especially with the things we've gone through the last few years in the cattle industry. In May 2023, Anderson's calves hit 88% choice and prime with 44% CAB. The few select grades usually trace back to some problem in a calf's life, Troy says. Harvesting more CAB qualifiers not only gives us more profit, but it helps consumers feel better about beef, he says. It also makes me feel better about our cattle, knowing that we're producing beef that people want and enjoy. Additionally, consumers can feel better because the cattle raised according to beef quality assurance guidelines relate not only to product in the grocery meat case, but to the entire herd. That extends to Troy taking care of his land in an environment that tests him often. 
We put in miles and miles of cross fence and several miles of water lines to tanks, he says, of his fence-building career after moving home in 2001. The new system distributed the cows grazing, resulting in better grass. It makes life a lot easier for herd and pasture management, especially during a drought, he adds. Cows will graze more areas of the pasture when they have access to fresh water. They artificially inseminated 100 heifers and 150 cows last spring, a herd that's dwindled in the face of too many consecutive dry years. Water lines flow across 600 to 1,000 feet of surface to get water to cows lucky enough to be on grass. Others were fed longer and dry-lotted well into summer. It's a testament to Angus cows and careful management, Troy says. We've pushed them for efficiency, but upped our mineral program to make up for the differences. Even though the days are long, memories of progress bring a smile. It isn't easy passing the reins to the next generation, but Troy says his parents have been accommodating to let him make decisions and learn from them. Cattle may determine what's on today's to-do list, but people are the heart of the operation. It takes the same firm yet gentle hand to be a stockman and a dad. Lessons Troy learned the hard way guide him as a father today when he has Zane in tow. I like to sort cattle because you can learn a lot about them, Zane says. Dad taught me to be calm around livestock because they can sense you. So if you're happy or angry, they can sense that. To have Zane out there wanting to learn, it means the world to me thinking I'm raising someone who may help move the industry forward, Troy says. Everything they accomplish, they accomplish as a family. We have lived here 50-some years now, Roy says, and we've got everything situated about the way we want it. Still, the next 10 years will only build on successes as they give everything they have to get better. Editor's note, Morgan Becker is the Senior Manager of Producer Communications for Certified Angus Beef. Next up, Kansas ranchers recognized for sustainability efforts. One family's journey to the peak of premium beef production earns the CAB Sustainability Award for Wharton 3C Cattle by Nicole Lane Ersig, Certified Angus Beef. The view of Wharton 3C Ranch near Syracuse, Kansas in the summer of 2023 is so green Shannon and Rusty Wharton might have better luck convincing people it is a slice of heaven rather than the harsh, drought-ridden environment locals know. In fact, a few years ago, there wasn't a cow in these pastures. A lack of rain left the soil unable to produce much more than dust. The commercial outfit is made up of about 600 heads spread across more than 35,000 acres, most of that a Western Association of Fish and Wildlife Conservation easement. A 1,000-head grow yard prepares calves for finishing. The Whartons have been managing it for various owners since 2005. The last time it changed hands in 2017, they made the numbers work, purchasing the cattle and a little land, leasing the rest. A mix of puzzle pieces built over time helped two first-generation cattle ranchers carve out their own place in the cattle business. Their resilience and success earned Wharton 3C Cattle the 2023 Certified Angus Beef Sustainability Award. Unburdened by tradition that sometimes saddles generational ranches, the Wharton's mindset is business first. Follow the science and data in selection and management, then work to get better every day. Premiums on those cattle add some extra black ink to the bottom line. Involved in retain ownership since the 1990s, the couple tracks everything from conception to carcass data. People and a wider vision drive them to build not only their section of the cattle business, but the entire industry. 
We all need each other, Shannon says. Without the cow-calf producer, restaurants don't have great beef to serve. Without the packer, our product doesn't get to those restaurants and consumers don't have access to it. Commercial producers need someone to feed and finish those cattle. So it's very important that we all work together and realize, in the end, we're all producing the same product. This thought process led Shannon to get involved in the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. It's such a neat organization where we can have the whole supply chain sit down together and say, okay, from the producer all the way to the retailer, we're producing this beef. Let's do it to the best of our ability. Let's make sure we're not impacting the environment negatively. Let's ensure we're taking care of the animals and our employees. The U.S. RSB framework aligns with the Wharton's mindset on management. We have to be sustainable to be in this business, Rusty says. If we don't do the right thing with grazing management plans, if we don't take care of the cattle properly, and if we fail to bring together our customer base, then we're not going to be in business. Rusty admits he's been one to store cattle or grazing data in his head or scribbles in a dashboard notebook. However, technology to sort and discipline to keep records allow him to keep their cattle operation like any other business. That recorded and analyzed data enables good decisions, workable drought plans, and meeting the requirements of take one-third, leave two-thirds when grazing the conservation easement. It helps you stay focused when you need to make a move, Rusty says. The most valuable takeaway for the couple's U.S. RSB involvement has been opening new avenues of communication. Shannon has firsthand experience in how simple management tools like beef quality assurance certification and riding grazing management plans can align values across the beef supply chain. Being involved in the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef has impacted how we communicate what we do because we've been doing this for a long time and this is what we believe in, Shannon says. So our communication about sustainability is improved by the roundtable. Visionaries who are willing to learn, work hard, and persevere, Wharton 3C Cattle is building both their business and the cattle business for the future. Editor's note, Nicole Lane Ersig is the Director of Certified Angus Beef Communications. And next, Perilla Mint Poisoning of Livestock Worsens During Drought. Watch for Respiratory Problems in Cattle That May Have Been Exposed by Linda Geist, University of Missouri. University of Missouri Extension Specialists are getting reports of illness and death in cows and small ruminants that may have ingested perillament. Perillament, a toxic summer annual, is also known as rattlesnake weed, purple mint, and beefsteak plant. Most healthy animals will eat around perillament if more palatable feed is available, says University of Missouri Extension veterinary toxicologist Tim Evans. But when pastures are thin and overgrazed, Hungry cows and ruminants will eat what they can. MU Extension Livestock Specialist Elizabeth Picking in South Central Missouri says she saw suspected perillament poisoning of young doe goats in her area recently. Specialists in southwestern Missouri also have received unconfirmed reports of cattle poisoning. Picking says that in her experience, poisoning appears more prevalent in younger animals that have not had time to learn safe grazing behaviors from their mothers. The best time to control perilla mint with broadleaf herbicides is before seed heads develop, says MU Extension weed scientist Kevin Bradley. Overall, the plant is fairly easy to control with some common prepackaged pasture herbicide mixtures like Grazon PND, Grazon Next, Weedmaster, or other generic products that contain the active ingredients 2,4-D, Dicamba, 
picloram, or aminopyrrolid. Even 240 alone at one quart per acre will provide good control of perilla mint, Bradley says. He notes that plants that have seed heads present at the time of herbicide application can still be controlled, but the control will likely be reduced. It may be too late to prevent seed production from occurring by that time. Perilla mint grows two to four feet tall in shaded, damp areas, often massed along fence rows and the edge of woods. Perilla mint has a purplish tint and the stems are square. Its serrated leaves grow opposite one another and it smells minty. Every part of the plant is poisonous. It is reported to be most toxic when flowering and potentially remains toxic even after it is killed by herbicides or dried in hay. Unless complicated by pre-existing diseases, mild to moderate breathing difficulty occurs several days before the onset of more serious signs. Symptoms may improve when animals are removed from infected pastures or are given treatment recommended by their local veterinarian. Signs of acute respiratory distress caused by perilament poisoning include sudden, severe, shallow panting, says Evans. Animals may try to breathe with their mouths open and head and neck extended as they try to get more air. They may stick their tongues out and their mouths may foam. Take care when approaching affected livestock, as these animals may become aggressive and they can die if stressed too much, says Evans. Animals other than cows may be susceptible to perilament poisoning, but most cases seen by Evans involve cattle. Evans says a compound in the plant called perilla ketone is converted in the animal's respiratory tract into an even more toxic compound that damages the lungs. Evans suggests that producers with dead livestock ask a veterinarian to perform a necropsy, a postmortem procedure. The necropsy can be performed in the field, at a veterinary clinic, or at a veterinary diagnostic laboratory. The veterinarian or pathologist will open the animal's chest and abdominal cavities to examine its lungs, other organs, and rumen contents. They may also collect samples for further testing and examination. With all of the potential drought-related causes of death, it is important that postmortem exams and testing be performed to determine the actual cause of death, Evans says. For pictures of Perilla Mint and more information, please visit the MU Extension Weed ID Guide at www.weedid.missouri.edu. You can also watch an MU Integrated Pest Management video about Perilla Mint by visiting the link in the latest ABB Extra. Editor's note, Linda Geist is a Senior Strategic Communication Associate for the University of Missouri. And for our final audio story, study shows grid pricing has boosted cattle profits, improved consumer beef. K-State Ag Economist published paper on trends, implications of marketing agreements. By Pat Melgaris, K-State Research and Extension News Service. K-State University agricultural economists have completed a broad analysis of the impact effects of grid pricing in the cattle industry, concluding, among other findings, that producers and consumers have benefited from negotiated pricing agreements. K-State livestock economist Ted Schroeder says grid pricing of fed cattle refers to valuing a lot of cattle based on carcass merit, including premiums or discounts for such traits as quality grade, yield grade, preferred weight, special branded programs, 
and more. He adds that most cattle sold under a grid pricing system use a marketing agreement with packers, including a base price and a schedule of premiums or discounts applied to cattle that are delivered to the packer. Marketing agreements and grid pricing have evolved because producers strive to link consumer preferences for high-quality beef with farm-gate fed cattle values, Schroeder says. The data we've reviewed clearly demonstrates that sending clear value signals to producers through premiums for high-quality carcasses and discounts for less desired quality has transformed the beef industry. Schroeder and K-State Ag Economics graduate student Katie Domit have identified recent trends in grid pricing and the implications for the cattle industry. Their paper, Fed Cattle and Beef Premiums and Discounts, is available online through www.agmanager.info, a website maintained by K-State's Department of Agricultural Economics. Over the last 20 years, as the use of marketing agreements has increased dramatically, producers have responded resoundingly by increasing the percentage of steers and heifers that grade choice and higher, from 55% in the early 2000s to consistently over 80% today, Domet says. Producers have benefited by having higher prices for fed cattle, and consumers have benefited by having higher quality beef that they prefer in retail stores. Schroeder notes that producers who are considering entering into a marketing agreement should first study the array of alternative grids available and match those with their own cattle procurement, production, and marketing strategies. The two go hand in hand, he says. Premiums and discounts that we've summarized in our report have considerable variation across grids. Knowing the type of carcass quality traits that a producer can attain relative to the cost is critical. Schroeder encourages producers to shop around to find the grid to match the type of carcasses the producer can effectively produce. That will make a big difference between a grid system increasing or reducing profit, he says. Launching a grid system is less about chasing targets than it is about knowing the type of cattle one has available and the feeding management system that can match the grid with the cattle. More information, including Domit's and Schroeder's full report, is available online. Editor's notes, Pat Melgaries is a writer for the K-State Research and Extension News Service. As always, thanks for joining us, and a big thank you to Biozyme for their support of this edition of ABB Audio. To access the full slate of stories from our latest Angus Beef Bulletin Extra, or to sign up as a subscriber, please visit www.angusbeefbulletin.com forward slash extra.